Hi everyone, I'm Mackenzie and I'm the gal. Hi everyone, I'm Eldon and I'm the gay. And this is our podcast, The Gal and Her Gay. That's me, the gay one. <laughs> We're going to be talking about all sorts of different things here, so stick around and enjoy the journey with us. We're figuring things out along the way, so you're welcome to advance for some crazy stories. Grab a drink and enjoy! Thanks, y'all! Hello! Welcome to episode 7! Holy shit, it's 7? Yeah. Time (sighs) is flying by so fast. Like, I feel like we were infants 7 weeks ago. Making this podcast. Yeah. Totally. I No, I would definitely agree. Why is your phone zinging? Because it's work, group chats, and emails for me just buying my pride ticket for... Calgary Pride. Aren't you so cool? I know. I am so famous. How do I find the time? (laughs) I can't. I can't with that comment. Well, you're famous too. We're so busy. Like, we barely fit each other into our schedules. Living our famous lives. We're not famous. We're not even close to famous. No, no, obviously. No one even listens to this. It's a joke. (laughs) I know two people that listen to this and actively comment on our podcast. So thank you for those of you who know. If you know, you know. Yeah. So I recently just went to a wedding last weekend. And the person who drove me there was like, oh, my God, do you want to listen to your podcast? And I was like, no, I personally don't want to be listening to my own podcast with you in a vehicle. Because I'm just going to be like staring over at you like, what do you think? Do you like it? Do you like Is it? Was that, that funny? Was that hilarious? Was that so funny for you as it was for me? I don't know. It's like, I have no shame, but when it comes to like stuff that I do, I don't mind that other people watch it, listen to it, comment on it, like yeah. it, whatever. But like when I'm personally li- watching their reaction for the first time, well, and it then I'm like, Ooh. Also gives them... Kind of like, uh, oh, if I really don't oh like God. it, or if I want to give you honest criticism or constructive criticism, they can't because they don't want to hurt your feelings because you're right there. Yeah. Whereas, like, you and I are both pretty strong-willed. So if we're going to do something and we want to do it, we're going to do it. We don't we're really give a shit what anyone it. cares. But at the same time, other people are not necessarily the same mindset as us, and they might not want to hurt somebody's feelings. Whereas us, we're like... No, you're being a shithead, um, and I don't appreciate that. So, like, this podcast sucks, and it's not funny, so don't continue. Yeah, if you have those thoughts, please keep them to yourself. Yeah, bitch, no. We're doing this for us, not for you. Thank you. So that leads us into what our topic of our podcast is today, because Alan started with weddings. We're talking about weddings. Weddings, dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. So do we want to start with, like, you working at a bridal store aspect first before we get to the party hard aspect? messiness of weddings like that getting I love into, so much? Yeah, I think we should talk. Yeah, not that I want to turn it into me for the beginning, but, like, I do work specifically within the wedding service industry. So it's interesting to see that side of it. But then also you and I have conversations about attending weddings and being in weddings and the time of the year it is right now we're kind of coming on a close of the wedding the season. wedding season yeah but 
you and I are also at an age where a lot of our friends and a lot of our family members are getting married and that kind of segues into like the whole baby topic but we won't touch on that we're just going to talk about the wedding part today so yeah it's been an interesting couple of months so obviously with the pandemic our bridal store that I run has gone through the ringer of different things being closed being open restrictions manufacturer delays are they getting married? Are they not getting married? Are they getting eloped? Are they going to survive through this quarantine together? Exactly. And are they going to wait? Who knows? So there's been a lot of kind of strife and struggle with the wedding industry. So I know I'm not alone in saying that it's been really frustrating and difficult to be a part of that side of it because mm-hmm. you just love your clients so much and you want to help your friends and family who are getting married too. But there's only so much you can do from a service side of it as well. A lot of our brides that we've had come in recently, now that we're kind of post-pandemic, not quite out of the woods, but more so than we were a couple of months ago. Is is it like a wedding boom? Yes. So much so. It's actually kind of scary. There's, like, you go from no people in your store to 10 appointments in one day. That's insane. You're like, girl, I'm just one person. True. But... Yeah, like on Saturday, my associate and I, we had 10 appointments split between us. That was five each. That's a lot. Yeah. In one day, especially when you've been used to for the last two years. Maybe like doing one. One, maybe another one a couple hours later. It's more spread out. Yeah. Now it's like back to back to back to back, which is awesome. It's good to be busy. But at the same time, it's it can be really overwhelming. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, then I actually have to stay on time. I can't be like. Oh, we have like 15 minutes if you want to like yeah, try like a cu- one more on or search something. Search it out. So for those of you that don't know, I work in a bridal store. So that's my side of the wedding industry as I sell wedding gowns to brides, help fit them, show them different options, their attire, their garb, so to speak. Ew. <laughs> Garment. like garb. I know, but it sounded like you said garb. Oh my god. I don't know. That word freaked me out. Just shush. <laughs> Anyways, so it's interesting because everyone comes in with a different vision and a different mindset of what they want to do and where they're getting married. My bridal store is located in Red Deer. We also had a location in Calgary, but that location is now closed. So it's interesting. Lame sauce. True. It is interesting, um, the type of bride that we have coming in, because we have definitely made our bridal store a destination that you want to go. Uh, So we get brides from Edmonton and Calgary that still come to Red Deer to try on dresses in our store because we're... uh, So you're saying you're famous. Totally. Totally. (laughs) You're not famous, but you've made the store famous. Yes, queen. Because you are what? Fabulous. Oh, thanks. That's so kind. No. Um, I speak the truth. But on the same hand of the coin, being in Red Deer, Alberta... You get some interesting people coming through your store. Um, okay, we want to start from the worst, and we want to get to the, the best customer you ever had. The worst customer I've ever had, and I don't think any customer per se has been terrible. I've never had, like, my saying to the girls that come into the store is we never get a bridezilla. We get a bride who's angry and frustrated and is clearly not being listened to. And I think that it automatically deems a bride as a bridezilla. That's not fair. Weddings are stressful enough. 
But there are some people that are just out there to be rude and malicious, and I don't appreciate that. So I wouldn't necessarily use the term bridezilla, but... Boring. Who is the biggest bitch here, Mackenzie? I, I want to know the, the scolding tea. You're too political. I'm not political. I'm polite, bitch. There's a difference. <laughs> um, My craziest appointment that I've had so far was a bride came in... Is this Red or is this Calgary? This was in Calgary. She had already purchased her dress with us. She did not have an appointment. It was a jam-packed Saturday. Like a jam-packed Saturday. This was pre-COVID mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, COVID wasn't even a thing then. Anyway, I was still the senior consultant. So I wasn't the store manager at that time. Mm-hmm. And this bride called. We were busy during Saturday with so many appointments. We all had back-to-back. There was three consultants working that day, so it was a full house. All day from 10 till 6, like the entire duration of the day. This lady had called. One of my associates had picked up the phone. She requested to come in and pick up her gown. So she's already purchased this dress. We've ordered it in. She's paid for half of it. The caveat with a pickup appointment is we typically do them during the week. Because it's not crazy. We can make sure everything's taken care of. There's no defects, anything like that. She's happy with the dress. She pays the remaining balance and can take it home. My associate was a little bit younger than I was. And she had said, yeah, come on in. Mistake on her part. But I had to deal with the circumstance. Yeah, always. She comes into the store. I'm like in the front room doing an appointment. She comes in. She goes, I'm here to pick up my dress. I'm literally running an appointment. So she just screams that out because she wants the attention. So I go up to her and I said, oh, like, thank you so much for coming in. Unfortunately, we don't do pickups on the weekend. And she said, well, I just talked to someone on the phone and they told me to come right in. I said, okay, well, I can squeeze you in. I'm just with an appointment right now. But do you mind waiting for a minute? She's like, well, we traveled from BC. So you better have my dress ready for me to go because I am leaving in a couple of hours and I need it. And I was like, okay, well, the way our appointments work is we bring you in, we get you, you to try, try the dress drum, on. You try make sure it's no defects exactly. or whatever, yeah. We talk about the whole thing and then you can take it. She was like, no, I'm not having any of that. I just want to pick it up and take it. And I was like, you want to take the dress without trying it on before leaving the store? She said, yeah, I just want it and I'm going to go. And I said, okay, here's where it got really tricky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we also had a sample sale this weekend. So sample sale is usually when... We send a certain number of dresses from our store to be sold off the rack. Usually they're a lower cost. Think Monica in France at that boutique with the whistles. If anybody remembers that episode. No, I don't know. Okay. Well, it was hectic and Rachel was underneath the rack, literally blowing the whistle because she was so scared. (laughs) Think of Black Friday, but when it comes to wedding gowns. It's nuts. Trampling. Yes. Gotta have that dress for $10. Oh my God, where are you going? Anyway. <laughs> the, 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 the loony bin, the trash bin. <laughs> so our owners had taken a, a select number of dresses to the sample sale, but they also took our debit machine so they could do transactions there. So all of our transactions at the store were being done through PayPal, which is fine. Yeah. Still works, still an efficient method of payment. When I told this to this bride... She lost it. She was like, 
this is ridiculous. I came all the way from BC to pick up my dress. She did not have an appointment. Just, I want to make that very clear. Yeah. She did not have an appointment. She called literally a half Hi, hour. I'm on my way. Before she was coming in, basically said exactly what you just said. And then shows up, demands attention, demands to get the dress immediately, all whilst I was in the middle of helping another bride. And the person that answered the phone is nowhere to be found, like hiding in, in the, the back. In the back with another bride as well. So it's just pure chaos. And this is all in the very front of the store. I bring her dress out from the back. And I said, if you don't want to try the dress on, that's fine. However, it is not our responsibility if there is anything wrong with the dress after you leave the store. There's nothing I can do once it's left our property yeah it's part of her contract we do the whole thing and anyways so i'm getting to the payment process i tell her that the paypal is the only method of payment we currently have and they were freaking out that's so unacceptable this is not the way a business should be run and i'm explaining to them in my polite manner that our owners are on another place they have the debit machine that's why we're making the exception of this we had called all of our brides that were scheduled for appointments that day to inform them of that yeah. Because she did not have an appointment, she was not aware of this, which means that she would have been prepared if she had booked in an appointment, but she didn't. Which you're fucking told when you exactly. buy the dress. When you pick it up, so, you have to book an appointment. By the time I get finished telling them that, the mom had already ripped a strip off of me saying how disrespectful I was, how young and immature I was for handling this situation the way it was, all whilst my other bride patiently waited for me in her fitting room for me to jump back and forth between this psychotic woman telling me how irresponsible I am for the fact that I didn't inform her we were going to have PayPal as an option today and that she didn't have an appointment and that's not acceptable that I couldn't squeeze her in. Long story short, they did not want to pay in PayPal. So I got her to write down on, I don't know if you ever use this in retail, but there was back in the day, the Visa... Um, carbon copy slips. You would write down all and of then your like the kachunk kachunk. Yeah, you'd swipe thing. over the thing onto it with their credit card. Yeah, we didn't have the swipe thing, but we had the Visa carbon copy receipt paper. I got her to write down all of her corresponding information, and I said, when the machine is available or when I can call our owners, I will get them to trans like to process your transaction. Yeah, she did not want to wait for that. She just wanted to leave. And I said, okay, so this is all the correct information for your visa card. She said, yes, through and through. So I let her leave the store because as I said, it was crazy. It was hectic. It was busy. So she had taken the dress without trying it on, without having an appointment, ripping me a new one, and she didn't pay for the gown. I was going to give that information to our owner so they could process it through the machine. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to wait. So she left. Little and behold, call the owners, try and process the thing. It doesn't process. It won't work. Yeah. The card will not process over the phone. Like they trying to type in her 16 digit card number, the CVC code, the expiration. It's saying decline, decline, decline. I'm literally freaking out because she just took a $1,700 dress out of our store without paying for it. Yeah. She paid a portion, but she did not pay for the full thing. I try and call her. No answer. For the next six hours. No answer. 
So, of course, my owners are freaking out because yeah. she's just left the store with a $1,700 dress without being paid for, without having an appointment, without trying it on. I had... And now, like, blocking appoint- your phone number. I had a bad appointment with my client because this rude woman interrupted and I had to leave her on the back burner, which is terrible. Yeah, she's just, like, sitting there in, like, those robes, like... Oh, by myself. Yes. Long story short. That lady I, did not buy a dress. N- well, like, yeah, of course not. That appointment had left. I had apologized through the teeth, like through and through. Like I felt so bad. Yeah. Um, I had to fill a police report to say that she stole the dress because she didn't pay for the remaining. The remaining wasn't like $1,700. Split that in half. Yeah. That's still a good amount of money. However, because she partially paid for it, she partially owns it. But so do we. But she didn't pay the balance. When I was calling the 311 number, they were explaining to me that it's technically not a felony for her to leave without paying for the full thing because she does partially own it. It was just so messy. So then you're like, okay, you're talking about the partial part that isn't, but what about the partial part that is? Can you talk to me about that? Thank you. And so as I'm finishing up, I also had to stay after work like for three hours to make sure that I didn't miss a telephone call from this girl. Yeah. Because I kept calling and calling and calling. I called from my cell phone. I called from the store phone. I sent her emails. I sent her text messages. Nothing. She finally returns my call at 830. The store closed at six. Yeah. My last appointment finished at 530. So I waited from 530 to 8 30 to get a call from her freaking out that our little business had just lost 700 dollars, and i'm like trying to scramble to think of the ways that i could pay for it because it was my mistake that i let her leave the store bawling like bawling my eyes out i felt so bad i didn't care about the bride i cared about our business yeah and she finally calls and says oh my phone died bitch are you serious your phone died? Get someone else's phone. Call us. Don't you think after several hours, you should have called to check and see if the transaction went through? Well, she's probably like, haha, I wrote a one instead of a seven. Fuck those guys. And then her response to me was, well, when I told her the payment didn't go through, she said, well, it was a debit card. And I said, you told me it was a visa. She's like, well, it's a visa debit. Does that matter? And I said, yes. Yes. Because they do not process through punching in the card number. It doesn't work like that. She's like, well, the service that I received today was so disrespectful and so rude. And I just didn't appreciate it at all. So I should be receiving a discount. I said, no, sorry about that. You didn't have an appointment. You caused so much trouble and panic. I also explained to her that I had been there since... 9.30 in the morning, did all of my appointments that day, and it was a busy day, so I probably had six or seven brides, Mm -hmm. plus this fiasco, and stayed until 8.30. That's almost a 12-hour shift for you to say that you want a discount? No thanks. Yeah. Goodbye. So we finally got it all figured out, but... And now it's just something that the owners and I laugh about because I was like literally bawling, calling the owner on the phone. And I'm just like, I, I made the biggest mistake ever. Please don't fire me. I'll pay for the dress and blah, blah, blah. 
because I love this job. Like, and they know I love this job. This store is my life, and it has been for a long time. But it was so gut-wrenching. Well, yeah, like, like H&M or whatever. You're like, oh, yeah, someone just stole a $7 t-shirt. You're like, whatever. Multi-billion dollar company. This is a family-run <laughs> business a family with, like, business. six employees yeah. total. So $700 is a lot at the end of the day. Ugh, I hate people. So that was probably my worst appointment to date. And it wasn't even technically an appointment. It was just like a really a bad experience. Yeah. In terms of an actual appointment, um, when I first started at the store, I had a bigger bride come in. And again, for those of you that don't know, I'm fairly mid-sized build i'm like average i would say i'm not a bigger girl i'm not a small small girl i'm just like a straight Ugh, mackenzie you're so average i am i'm just average joe average jane exactly so um i've done a couple of appointments where brides have definitely been bigger than me and smaller than me and that's okay everyone comes in a different shape and size fantastic it's not going to alter the way I do my appointment at all. For me, I look at it as a different opportunity to help someone else feel beautiful. So, oh, so cheesy, but so true, though. That's my job is that's to make your, you feel that's good. That's your opening line to every appointment. It is. Yes, actually. So this bride came in. I could tell that she was very nervous and she was really kind of anxious about her appointment because she was a bit of a bigger girl. Again, more to love. I love it. Show them curves, girl. Anyways, but it was the first one of the first appointments that I had done with a bride this size. And I wasn't exactly sure how to go about helping her because I was still new to the role. So I had asked my owner to come. Um, She was at the store that day and assist me with it. So we were doing the appointment together and I was helping her try on dresses. And I thought the appointment was going really well. She described to me what she was looking for. We started trying some on. They weren't an exact fit, but even with my brides that are smaller, the dresses aren't always going to be a perfect fit either. So we use clips and clamps and panels to make it the best. So I was doing this and I felt like I was doing a good job showing her as best as they could because she was a bit of a bigger girl. So some of the samples she tried on were not quite the right fit. Midway through the appointment, she was supposed to be trying on another dress. She put her regular clothes on. She was bawling her eyes out and literally ran out the front door. And I was like so flabbergasted by what had just happened Mm -hmm. because I thought the appointment was going so well. We were having great chat. Like I always like to talk to them about their wedding and their fiance and Mm -hmm. them as a couple. Tell me about your love story. Yeah, but even just like her as a person as well, like what she does and you know all these different things and it felt like we had good banter and she just like up and left bawling her eyes out well the family's looking at me now like what the fuck did you say to her inside that fitting room and i was just like oh my gosh i'm so i'm i'm so sorry i don't even know what just happened like we were having a great conversation about her career and we were talking about her work and then she just she just left and they were like no it's not your fault it's just like a really um hard time for her uh i can't remember exactly what the sister had said to me the mom like ran after her and the Mm -hmm. sister was talking to me and i'm just like i apologize so much i just my goal is always to make every bride feel beautiful and i really truly hope that she did feel like that but i i'm not sure what i said or did i i don't know how to go about fixing this situation she said 
no, no, it's not you. It's it's just it's hard. It, it's hard trying on dresses when you can't see what it's gonna look like exactly. And mm-hmm. I said I can't speak on my own personal behalf, but I do apologize for her feeling that way. And it was really hard. It was like there was nothing I could do. Yeah, but that's a lot deeper than you just being the nicest person on earth. Well, exactly. Yeah, it's just and there's no amount of compliments you can give to someone if they feel like crap about themselves or if they're not liking who they're seeing in the mirror. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can say as a stranger that's going to make them change that mindset. So that was probably one of the hardest actual appointments I did. And one of the worst things I did was the bride who came in for the pickup. Jeez Louise. Yeah. But... I've had lots of appointments. I looked back into my profile the other day. I've helped. I'm not quite at 4,500 brides yet. That's You've had 4,500 appointments? Not quite. I'm at 4,329. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. I just said, oh, oh my God. What did I just say? I was going to say, oh my God and holy shit. But I said, oh my holy shit. I'm shook it. That is so many. 4,329 brides have come to little old Mackenzie. And you sold a dresses. <laughs> I've sold a lot of dresses. It's not about selling. It's about making them feel good. Well, I mean, like, selling's nice. Well, yeah, when you're a small business, you kind of need the money to get the paycheck, so. Yeah. But for our store, we don't run off commission. We run off the smiles. The smiles and the loves and the reviews. I love that. I got a great review the other day, and I was really excited about it because this girl was so bomb. I've had some really awesome appointments, too. Like, those were the trickier times, and I've had some similar situations where maybe a bride hasn't opened up to me as much. I wouldn't call them my worst appointments. I've never had a terrible, terrible appointment. I always use it as a learning experience for how I can do something better the next time. But I've also had a lot of really good appointments. Well, I mean, like, probably 98% of all your appointments are really good. Yeah. Percent of that, to make it 99, are, like, the extraordinary ones. And another 1% are, like... The appointments I love the best is where people are just, like, their most authentic selves. So they just, like, bear it all. They tell you their whole life story. They just, like... Feel themselves. They're feeling themselves. You can call them like queen and, you know, do like that (laughs) whole thing. Yes, bitch, you look so fucking good in that dress. And then you can also talk about like getting drunk off tequila and eating tacos. And they're fine with that. Ugh, that'd be the bombest late night lunch. Yes. So there was a bride that came in again a couple of years ago but i've also made a couple of friends with some of my brides which is such a strange thing to well, say but you're like, the fucking bomb.com sorry brides but she's my bestie so uh, back off to the point where i was also invited to a couple of their weddings didn't one like want you to plan it or something or no no that Just was invite. my that was my good friend oh okay and I was in her wedding too. But enough about me. I want to talk about your recent weddings and you being a man's maid for your your good friend and how, what that experience was like. Because this is like the service side of it. I want to know about like the inside of it. I've been in weddings too, but I want to hear your input on it. Yeah. So 2020, I was supposed to be, I was invited to five weddings total. And one of them was my best friend. Like, we always called each other, like, footlongs. Like, best friends since footlongs. Because, like, all of our family friends were, like, 
besties and they all had babies at the same time. So we've known each other since like I love three that. months old. Yeah. And like we're beyond like you and I are soulmates. Her and I are just like straight through and through family. Yeah. And she was like, oh, like, do you want to stand up and be like a bridesman or something like that? And I was like. Oh, like we've always talked about being each other's wedding parties and stuff like that. And like we never logistically thought about what that would look like. Right. And like her partner, he had um, all men. And then like I was like, oh, like, well, me and this other guy be like dancing together, like walking down the aisle together. I was like, I don't care. It's whatever you want. Because her um, fiance, his family was really religious and, like, weren't really involved with, like, gay people before. Mm. And, yeah, they're like, oh, well, is Elton going to be, like, dancing with so-and-so? And I was like, well, if so-and-so's okay with that, then, like, sure. And the guy was like, yeah, Elton, like, let's dance. It was a little awkward because he's just a little bit, like, an awkward, nerdy guy. So we just, like, held hands and, like, slung. But, yeah, it was really fun but hard to be a bridesman at the same time because... Trying to find a suit that would, like, complement... Because her colors were burgundy. Right. Oh, so, yeah. I remember us talking about this when you were going through it. Yeah. So, I was like... I also didn't want to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars... Obviously, not thousands. Hundreds of dollars, like, trying to buy different suits that would, like, look like the dresses. So, I was just basing buying a suit off, like, a photo of, like, the color of, like, a bridesmaid's dress. Well, and you were also in Toronto. Yeah. Well, they were all here in Alberta. So that was hard, too, because you couldn't even go with them to go dress shopping, even yeah. just to get a swatch of the color. Like, you were just basing it off of photos. Yeah, and I was looking in stores and couldn't find anything. So I was buying my suits from online. Yeah. Hoping they would come and look okay. Right. So I ended up only buying two, and, like... One was, like, a linen, because her wedding was in August. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be so effing hot. Like, True. Like, uh, maybe I'll buy a linen suit. So when it came, it looked very gray burgundy, and it was very more of, like, a plummy color. Yeah. And then I bought a different one that was, like, a skinny fit, really, like, tailored, super cute, and it was really more of a purple burgundy. Right. And so when I, like, showed up and we, like, compared it to the dresses, we're like, it doesn't match. Like, either one looks so different. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, well, let's just pick the nicer looking one. And I, like, wasn't sure if she was totally, like, 100% like, yeah, like, let's go with this suit. It was more like, that's the option that we have, so we have to go with it. Right. So I was like, hopefully she's not disappointed. Yeah, it was really hard that aspect of it and plus since i was in toronto i wasn't able to like help with much because i literally flew in thursday yeah we did her bachelorette thursday night right friday set up and then her wedding was the end of august so it was really like cold and it was getting really windy and stormy yeah so then saturday morning we had to redecorate everything oh my gosh again and then get ready for the wedding it was just like a lot a whirlwind of things so, to tack on to that, I've been two bridesmaids, mm-hmm. both for good friends of mine, both with pu- purple color schemes, funny enough, but I couldn't rewear the dress because it was slightly different shades, so that saying, just cut it shorter and wear it again, is fucking bull, pardon my friend. Yeah. <laughs> no one- well, I mean, like, rewearing it to two weddings, Ain't getting photographed. Ain't nobody going to do that, and you're not going to wear a 
bridesmaid's dress out to a nice dinner, I don't care what anybody says, it'll still look like a bridesmaid's dress. Yeah. Anyways. That's why, like, she got hers from online and they were, like, $100 each or something like that. It wasn't, like, crazy. And then she did the thing where, like, each dress was, like, a different style but the same color and it looked really good in pictures, which I think helped with me being, like, a slightly darker shade of burgundy. True, true. The one gal's wedding I was in... We all chose dresses online through Azazi. It was really easy. We all picked the same color and just different silhouettes, but short. Yeah. Called it a day. My other girlfriend's uh, dresses were a little bit harder. We actually purchased them through my store in Calgary. So bridal store I work at. But the one girl that was a bridesmaid, maid of honor, was pregnant. So we had to choose a dress that was going to be able oh, to Oh, they were all matching? Yeah, accommodate her after baby because baby was going to be due in August and the wedding was in the beginning of September. So that was a little harder. And to be honest, I didn't love, love my dress from that wedding because I felt like it made me look pregnant and I wasn't. And same with the other two girls. They didn't feel that way per se, but like it just the way that it cut, it definitely was accommodating to a post post pregnancy belly or pregnant belly which is fine mm-hmm. just not what all of us had so that was a little tricky and looking back on photos i didn't love that but the wedding was so fun now i also went to school for event planning yeah so i helped plan both of those weddings that i was also bridesmaids in they're Shoot like Mackenzie. What are your thoughts on face. this venue and can you book it for us i love my friends don't get me wrong but anyway, planning a wedding as well as attending and being in the wedding is very hard to do. Yeah, it's like working overtime and then trying to have fun at the same time. Well, and you're planning all of the background stuff. So if you haven't planned a wedding or if you don't know anybody that's planned a wedding, there is a lot more to it than just like booking a caterer, booking a photographer, getting some music and calling it a day. Yeah, It's like... You need a license to plug in your iPod to play music at a venue. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. You also need to have proper bar fees or bar licensing and like all of that background stuff. And if you're doing an outdoor wedding and you're of Catholic or Christian faith, you cannot have an actual ordained priest host your wedding because you cannot do it outside of of the church. church. Just like all of these different things. So... You either need to get to a justice of the peace beforehand or bring a justice of the peace and then just do your actual Catholic or Christian or whatever faith you are. Like, it just gets to be really tricky. Yeah. Um, Can I get ordained and do your wedding? And then also be your best... Wait, what am I? Best bridesman maid? (laughs) I haven't thought about that. Just joking. I I want to be your bridesmaid. I know you'd be in the wedding, but I don't know if I'd want you to be the officiant. Because I'd just be laughing the whole time. True. After I thought about it, I was like, no, I just want to stand there and look cute. Because I was also thinking my other good guy friend um, of him doing it. And I was in his wedding as well. But like, I don't think I would. Oh, he does such a good job. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing it. And he's MC. Yeah, but I don't know if he'd be good with that. Like, he doesn't like public speaking. Really? He just seems like the guy that would just kill at it. 
Anyway. anyway, we love him. I don't know if I would be like my kind of thought process with being in weddings and planning weddings and being so a part of the wedding industry is that I would keep it like less is more. And yeah. Trevor and I have talked about this. So we actually did a styled shoot a week ago where we were models in yes, a wedding photo, so like good. photo shoot. Just for fun, I thought, why not? I've been doing this bridal industry job for five years now, and, and I've never done one. it's my time to be the model. Yeah, I've always hosted them and planned them, so that was a really fun experience. But throughout, we were talking about what we would do for our wedding, and I definitely think we're both in the same mindset of doing, like, a big party in, like, Mexico or something. Like a destination So wedding. you want your bachelorette in Mexico and your wedding in Mexico? Yeah, just, like, okay, tag it all together. Year. Oh, take it all together. I was like, yeah. Can we spread out money? Oh my um, God, let's just get married on that big yacht <gasps> that you want to do. No. No? Like, picture the Mamma Mia scene when Meryl Streep and them are like on the, on the yacht. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the, the things, things we, we can, can do. do. If I had a little. True. Money. Talk about money in the wedding industry, though. Holy shit. Okay, we were just talking about this because I was just at a wedding two days ago. And anything you put the word wedding onto, just increase it 200%. 200%. 200%. 200%. You want a a meal for a a business lunch? Okay, $15 a plate. Oh, same time, same venue, same date. Same Uh, meal. Same meal, but for a wedding, $50 a plate. It's ridiculous. It is crazy. I had a bride come in the other day and she said they were doing food trucks. Oh. That's actually become a popular option where where people bring well, it, in food trucks and you just like, you pay out the food trucks and then people can choose what they want from each food truck. Or if you're yeah. just doing one, then they get a choice of whatever meals they have and you just pay for their supplies. Yeah. Until they run out and then you call it a day. And you're like, okay, well, the tacos were a big hit. So if now I got to eat the... To do if you were to do a wedding, would you do a plated dinner or would you do like a buffet dinner? Okay, so I go through the ringer of what I want. Because like for the longest time I wanted, because like, you know, gay weddings. I wanted to be. <laughs> Pictures, Sex in the City 2, beginning, Stanford, and what's his name? Exactly. Yeah. Except I don't want Liza Minnelli there doing a whole bit with yeah, swans. but i like my aunt went to this one wedding it was a gay wedding in edmonton and she's like i've never been to an inside forest before and she sent me pictures of like the florals they literally spent like fifty thousand dollars just on florals and trees flowers are expensive for weddings and i was just like but it's worth it in my opinion honestly the photos she saw i was like that's what i want so I wanted, because, you know, like, I mean, like, I personally didn't fight for gay rights. I'm very privileged to grow up in the time that I do. But, like, I just want to have a most outrageous wedding for everyone that came before me that, like, wasn't able to. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, oh, fuck, who's going to pay for that? $50,000 in florals? I can't afford that. Tax write-off. For okay, you can plan it and let me you know, tell me what to write I ain't off. planning it and being in it, but I'll give you this advice. I saw this on TikTok. If you keep all of the receipts from your wedding decor, your wedding everything. Oh, and donate it, right? Donate yes. it to charity. I did see charity. This. You can write it off as a charity tax write-off, but you have to be able to give it 
like you'd have to do it as like a viable cause and it'd have to be like if you're using fifty thousand dollars worth of florals you better be supplying every single fucking charitable organization in the city uh yeah i would just like sponsor a funeral home or something so and I don't know what the loophole would be, but yeah, I saw that on TikTok and I was like, "Ooh, bitch, yeah, I think that's you good." That to me, but the average North American wedding, Canada and the United States, of course, is thirty to forty, if not fifty thousand. Yeah, because the venue you usually rent like for what three, four days, and that's like no. Well, I mean, like. The Friday setup. They usually Saturday. give that for you free of charge. Oh, they do should. They? Okay, yeah. well, you still pay for it. And you have to get out that night. They don't. You don't keep it then the same next day. They just do the cleanup crew the next day. No, like I've always like every wedding that I ever supported. Like we've set up Friday, taken down Sunday. Who takes down a wedding on Saturday night? Yeah, but you don't take it down. Oh, you've been to the wrong venues. They shouldn't be having to make okay, you take well, it down. Okay, well, I go to Statler weddings. Okay, and. The hall doesn't offer that service. You just pay for the three days. Oh. And that's like eight grand. It depends on the venue. But yeah, usually it's like either one day or three days, whatever you choose. No, because I know what you're talking about. Because my cousin is getting married in January and they're getting married at like the barn in Olds or something like that. What is it called? The barn. But yeah, they do everything. Yeah. Like they set it up. You just pick what you want. And And they they usually have like the cleaning crew and everything that can do it as well. You just come and party and then you leave. Yeah. But, and then time, time is another thing too, because most people don't realize like you have to have your venue shut down time is like midnight or one because it's part of like alcohol, like alcohol laws and like all those different things too. Oh honey, you know what, what time I went to bed on Saturday at that wedding? I don't even imagine 4 a.m. I left at 4 a.m. Oh my God. They, they were still going until 530 but it wasn't like everybody. Like when I went to bed, there was still like six or seven of us. And like originally was like, oh, can you just stay until the DJ takes everything down? Which was at two when he was finished his set. And so I just bumped the microphone there. Um, but yeah, like we were like drinking, partying, having a good time. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, the music stopped. And like he's gone. Where did he go? We looked at the time. It was three o'clock already. He was gone for a full hour. The time before we noticed that the DJ was gone. Oh my gone. God. That's crazy. And like, so you guys were just, was anybody playing any music or there was no music at this point? You were there was just no like music. We were just like yelling and laughing and like telling stories and like. Oh my gosh. Being a hoot and a half. Like we were ridiculous. That's hilarious. Was there and, a big number of you guys? Because. This couple had actually done an elopement in the winter because that's when they yeah, were originally. Yeah, just with family. Yeah. Like no, the original COVID. wedding was. The, the previous f- summer. The, like August 4th or something like that. Yeah. So then they just did a quick elopement in January. February. In February. Yeah. Right. So this is their second wedding. Reception slash second yeah. celebration. Okay. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah. And then like just unplug all the lights and stuff when you guys leave. And I was like, okay. So it was like 4 a.m. when I was like. Is anyone else like crashing or is it just me? Like I'm fucking exhausted. And then uh, they're like, no, we're having fun. So then I started uh, <laughs> like because it's giving me hand signals because this computer software is like glitching out today. Um, but yeah, so I started unplugging all of, like the string lights and they're like, oh, then you're being so lame. And I was like, I'm leaving a couple open, but like I'm going to leave now. And I was just like, does anyone want to come to bed? And like. 
my really good friend was still up who was I was staying in the camper with. And I was like, oh, like, are we going to bed? And she's like, no, I'm having fun. And we're like, you need to go to bed. And she stayed out until like five or something like that. Oh, my God. And then awful story about that. So they, since it was so hot, they gave us all fans. And, you know, like when you like flick a flan, fan and it makes the like the noise or whatever, the yeah. thrap or whatever it is. Yeah. So I was doing that with dancing it barely nicks her in the eyeball. And with us being so drunk, I didn't notice. Bitch. And then she was like, oh my God, my eye, it hurts so bad. And it was like watering. And we're like, you're being so dramatic. Like you're fine. And then she's like, I think I might have like an eyelash in it because she gets false lashes done. And then. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you not have her on Snapchat? Yeah, but my phone's been broken. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Mackenzie's phone is destroyed right R. now. R.I.P. Beach. Um. So anyway, we were like looking at it for like two minutes, and we're like, "There's nothing in it, crumpet." You're. Er, <laughs> we'll edit it out. We'll edit her name out. You're like, "There's nothing in your eye. You're totally fine." Like you're bugging, down. girl. You bugging. And then the next morning, she is like, "Ld, Ld." I just woke up. She for also forgot that I was the one who hurt her eyeball. So she's like, LD, LD, like, wake up. Like, my eyeball is fucked. And I was like, what? And then she, like, looked over, like, the corner of her eye from her um, eyeball is, like, bright red and, like, bloodshot. And she's like, what Bitch, happened to Bitch, you popped a eye? blood vessel in her eyeball? I did. And then I was like, you don't remember what happened? And she's like, no, like, what did I do? And I was like... <laughs> And then the moral dilemma is like, do I tell the truth? And like, obviously, I was still wasted. And I was like, I hit you in the eye with a fan when we were like dancing on the dance floor. And she's like, what? And it happened at like 348 because I have a video because I thought I was going to like, I was thought I was turning the flashlight on on my phone. Yeah. But I, we were like taking pictures already. But then I clicked record. As one does at three in the morning. Yeah. 340. When you're drunk as hell. Yeah. So then I have like a random video. Better document this so yeah. we can remember. So I, I have evidence of me physically hurting my really good friend. Yeah. So there's like a video of just like the floor of me trying to like shine the flashlight in her eye trying to look at what's in it. And then, yeah, like, I was oh like, I hit you in the eye. And then she was like, you tried to blind me for the rest of the day. And everyone's like busting my balls about it. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, we all thought you were being so dramatic because it didn't look like I hit her. It just like, it just like perfectly nicked her like just the corner of the fan. So the life lesson here, kids, is do not hand fans to immature. No, just don't give a fan to a gay drunk. We I was going like, to give you a little more credit than that, but like, okay, fine, you said it. No, that's what it is. Because cr- I was doing choreography with it, and oh she just decided to be a centimeter too close. I'm trying to think of the craziest stuff that happened to me at the other wedding. Um, well, first of all, I guess our really good friends, Trevor and I were both in this wedding. So Trevor was the mm-hmm. best man and I was one of the bridesmaids, but I also helped them plan the wedding. So I went and saw the venues with them. We planned out the caterer and like all of that stuff too, as well. And like florals and we figured out the DJ and the photographers and all that fun stuff together. So that was kind of cool to be behind the scenes of that. But on the other hand of the coin, it was kind of stressful because I was the one running around whilst being a bridesmaid 
getting my hair and makeup done in the morning and then running down to the lobby to make sure everything was getting set up properly and the officiant was there and the photographers were getting here on time and and the florals were being kept in the freezer and oh my god just craziness so the cool thing out of that wedding though we did it in canmore and we had originally booked individual rooms for everyone um like every couple in the wedding party and then so trevor and i were both one couple so we just stayed in the same room and then the girls were all going to stay in one room on one night and then the next night we would all go into our own individual rooms so the big room that we ended up staying in, the parents of the groom got upgraded because they thought they were the wedding couple because of the same last name. Yeah. But they weren't married yet. So the parents said, hey, we got upgraded to this room, but we don't need this much space. So why don't you guys have it for tonight? The girls can get ready there in the morning. And then the couple who got married can have it that night. Yeah. None of us realized how big this room was. They just had discussed it at the front desk. Bitch. When we went upstairs, this was a two-floor penthouse with three balconies, four bedrooms, a full kitchen. So in an apartment. Yeah. And four bedrooms. Uh, say what? It was insane. It was the coolest upgrade we had ever gotten. We lucked out so hard. Yeah. Well, that's super... uh, Like, did they upgrade or did they actually just pay for it? No, no. They actually got upgraded because we were looking on their website to see how much this would have cost and none of us would have paid that. Like, it was... Yeah, that's true. Very expensive. In Canmore... $6,000 a night. Thank you so much. And we stayed there two nights. So... We got ready there like the night before the wedding, the wedding party and the immediate family. We all hung out in there and we were like, you know, having drinks and having a good time. And then the guys went to their kind of adjacent rooms. The parents and the family went there. And then the girls and I, like we all just kind of got drunk and hung out. Yeah. So that was fun. And then the next morning we woke up, did mimosas, breakfast, which I also had to go and get while getting my makeup done and getting my hair done and making sure the photographer was there and steaming all the dresses and running downstairs to make sure the chairs were being set up and the ceremony area was good and the reception area. And, oh my God, it was hectic. You should have just had like the headset and like a little clipboard. Honestly, like, I should Go should've. for florals while you're just sitting there getting your makeup done. So at one point between getting ready and getting to head down to the ceremony, I was running through the halls with no shoes on, hair and makeup done in like a all right, all right, dazed and confused t-shirt <laughs> and short shorts with two bottles of champagne under my arm. And then I had just popped one open in the hallway and started chugging it as I was running because I was so stressed. You're like, where's my cigarette? Basically. And lo and behold, they were in my boob because uh, I have... You already had a couple. No tits. And my bridesmaid's dress was big in the bust. So, so I was the... cigarette boxes. I was the holder of all of the things. Most Ouch. of the people in the wedding party smoked. So... Yeah, I had to keep the smokes for after the ceremony because we couldn't go all the way back up to the room. We had to get our photos taken. Yeah. So I had the smokes. I had emergency money. I had Band-Aids in there. Kleenex. (laughs) I think I had a lipstick. Who needs a little purse when you just have an oversized top? Exactly. And no titties. So I literally died. that. That was hilarious and funny. And without fail, after the service... Every single person in the wedding party was like, okay, who has smokes? And I'm like, me, coming in hot. You just like tip over and give you a little <laughs> shimmy and everything goes, shimmies out of your top. 
actually though, it was, it was a really good time. It was so nice to be in a wedding with all of our close friends. And then also Trevor, because I couldn't imagine we, I've, we're still really close with the couple, uh, yeah. obviously, but we've talked about it several times afterwards. And I was like, I couldn't imagine just being a guest and Trevor being a part of the wedding party. And just me kind of being a guest with everyone else. I wouldn't Yeah, especially have... like they went to go and do off and you're like, oh, those are all my friends. Yeah, yeah. Not that I, I don't make friends easy or I'm not sociable. I could definitely talk and converse with the rest of the members of the attendance mm-hmm. to the wedding. But it was definitely more fun to be on the other side. So That's another thing cool. about my Bessie's wedding that I was a part of last summer. It was like so cool to experience like having your best friends like with you all day yes and then just like hanging out getting dressed up and like celebrating their love yeah and then like when you finally get together to do the photos it's like it was just so much fun yes it was also a lot of stress because a lot of things went wrong that weekend but of course but it's always worth it in the end like you don't remember you remember the funny stuff you did to prep for it but you're not like oh it was so stressful i hated it it was like yeah it was stressful but it was worth it like we did so much good moments like since like there was so much stress just came out to be like so good because my friend the maid of honor and i we did like for her maid of honor speech we did like a mashup of different songs oh beautiful and like we just changed the lyrics to make it for the couple so we did like a love story we did wanna be we loved eminem as a kid so we like did real some shady and what what everyone is like, will the real Slim Shady please so stand up? So in whatever. talking about that, because I'm in the service industry for weddings, I see it on our Instagram and socials all the time of other wedding vendors asking on Instagram polls or Facebook polls, unpopular wedding opinions. Yeah. One of the big ones that comes up is like no speeches. People don't want to listen to speeches when they're guests at weddings anymore. I, okay, if the, okay, I would say, like, 60% of speeches are really good, but when the 40% aren't good, it makes listening to speeches very unbearable. Yeah. Like, the wedding I just went to, the maid of honor, she just decided to, like, make her speech into, like, two stories, and they both tied in so well, but she started the speech off with, like, I'm not making a speech, I'm just going to tell stories, like, blah, 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 like, about the couple, and... The way it flowed was just so good, and it was so well done at the very end. Yeah. And I was just like, I've never had, like, a speech like that before. But, yeah, I can see where, like, because it takes up a big chunk of time. It does. Because if you're like, hey, I'm going to give you, you have three minutes, and, like, don't go over. I can see it from both perspectives. So my one perspective being my really good friends, I did one speech in their wedding, um, which I thought I did well enough because I have known them for forever and I like I love both of them to death but Mm -hmm. I was also kind of nervous because it was a small amount of people in a very large venue but then for my other wedding that I was in with Trevor he was the best man so he did a speech but none of the bridesmaids did speeches it was just like the best man and the maid of honor and then the parents well that's usually what it is exactly and they kept it short but there was a lot of speeches at this other wedding I was in and it was fine I liked speeches when I'm in the wedding when I attended one of my bride's weddings, who I was, I'm friends with, but I went to her wedding, listening to the speeches was hard because I only know the bride and the groom. Yeah. I don't really know the rest of them. 
So it was kind of tricky because you can't really picture these scenarios and sometimes they get into really personal inside jokes and that's fine. It's so nice to see that you've got really great friends and family that want to talk about all these amazing times you've had together. But as a guest perspective, I'm like, mm, yeah. that's hard if you only know the couple. Whereas if you're in the wedding party or if you know every single person in the wedding party and you're really good friends with all of them, I think it's more enjoyable. Yeah. Like for... My friend's wedding last summer, it was like a COVID wedding, so it was 50. Yeah. And it was literally only friends and family. Right. So everyone, yeah, knew everything. But like the maid of honor and I speech was like over nine minutes. Yeah. Because the song was like five minutes. Yeah. And then her speech, she had like three pages. If we're doing this song, you need to keep your speech shorter and sweet. And she's like, no, I'm going to do what I want. And I was like, okay, but she gave you a five minute window. We're already going over that with just the song. So it, everyone was like only remembered the song. Yeah. But like it was long. And I guess in my opinion too, if I'm a guest at a wedding and I'm like, oh, speeches, I hate that. I should probably just keep my mouth shut. In my opinion. It's not your wedding. You are a guest at someone else's wedding. If they want to sit there and listen to all their friends and family talk about all their amazing memories and joke about, you know, all the friggin' bad boyfriends the bride had or all the bad girlfriends the groom had before yeah. they met the one, then who cares? Like, you're being invited to their day. It's not your days. It's their day. So I... I am on the side of like whatever the couple chooses. If they want to do a bunch of speeches and they want to listen to all of them, mm -hmm. fantastic. If they don't, whatever. The it's unpopular opinion them. that I have is I hate when they play games. I don't like the shoe, like that the shoe, shoe game. game. I don't like that either. Because it's always a very generic, who said I love you first? Like, ah! it's cute to watch, but when, like, it should be 10 questions max. And it's like, it's no, not the part that I don't like the game. It's like the setup the, of the game. Yeah. It's like the MC has to announce it. And then they're like, oh, now we need to bring the chair. Now yeah. we have to bring the chairs. Oh, now you have to take time to take your shoes off. Ha ha ha. Funny questions. Okay, now put your shoes back on. Take the chairs away. Let's reset for the next thing. That It's just the resetting yeah. and setting up just takes forever. Just enjoy the night. Have some yeah. cocktails. Tell everybody. Yeah. In a speech. Because when I was emceeing for my brother and his, his wife's wedding, they played the shoe game, but I was the one asking questions and I was wasted. Yeah. And that was fun then because I was like a part of it. You were a part of the activity. I think, yeah, it can get a little unpopular opinion. It will turn into an unpopular opinion when people aren't involved in it. Yeah. Because it's a game, but it's not a game that everyone's participating in. It's a game you're watching the couple play. Yeah. That they, they already know the answer to. Yeah. And if they agree on things, it's not funny. Yeah. Like, who's the worst driver? And they like... Both bo of us. Both of us. And they're like, oh, ah. Like, it's, it's funny. But yeah. like... Teach the same their own, but not our cup of tea. Yeah. Like, for my wedding, I just want... Like, I want to do like, a thank you speech. And then couple like I realized speech made of honor best man speech that's it we also just did a full hour-long podcast about weddings and neither of us are married yeah it's already been an hour pretty much but like i hope no one comes at us being like you bitches have never actually done a wedding you don't know how stressful it is like this okay, is just our know, opinion you know i do i do know from the planning side of it but like yeah teach their own 
your wedding is your wedding. Whatever you want to do with it. I love weddings. Invite me to yours. Yes, we do love weddings. I love going to weddings. I love seeing how everyone does it. I love decorations. I love, obviously, the dress is my favorite thing because... Mm -hmm. Hello? And does she do one outfit? Does she do two? Does she wear this? Does she do that? Oh, yeah. Is she going to change shoes? Yeah, who knows? And um, I think it's it's always kind of interesting to see what everyone does because even if you have a similar idea across the board or like the perfect quote-unquote Pinterest wedding, the way you'll style it to the way I'll style it, even if we have the same vision, is going to be different. Yeah. So it's it's always interesting to see. I definitely think... You and I will have really bougie weddings because mm -hmm. that's just who we are. And I know I'll be in your wedding and you'll be in mine in some mm -hmm. way or form or the other. Even if we haven't gotten down to the nitty gritty of the I know roles, I'm going to have five people setting up with me. Oh, really? Oh, you're like set on that number? Well, because I know who I want it and now I, I just can't Schwear. add and I can't subtract. Yeah, you bitch, you're not going to And more than five friends. is a lot. <laughs> You're not going to make any new friends between <laughs> No, honestly, no. And if they are, they have to be more important than, like, my ride or dies I've had my whole life. I better be included on this list. Yeah, you're the maid of honor, bitch. Yes! Tequila! We're going to get that real expensive tequila azul. Yeah, it's going to be on every bottle or yeah. every table. Yeah. 300 bucks per table? That's a lot. <laughs> we said bouge, girl. We're going. <laughs> I was thinking, like, maybe, like, doves maybe a couple extra outfit changes maybe like a band instead of a dj not fucking 300 tequila just to serve on the table yes hey so welcome to my wedding you're gonna get absolutely blackout you're not gonna remember any of this and it won't even matter if i spent fifty thousand dollars or five dollars on the florals because you'll be blackout please take pictures to remember thank you so you're gonna have the 300 dollars bottle of azul tequila on your tables with polaroid cameras <laughs> yeah let's just add it on what else what else I'm going to have six photographers. <laughs> Get every angle. No. Yeah. I definitely think I'd end whole... up doing a lot of changes. Honestly, I don't Outfit know if changes. I would do a suit change per se. But like, I just know I'm going to have to be able to dance and drop it low. So it has to have some stretch to it. Tear away pants. Got it. Weddings are so fun. Totally. Okay, bye. <laughs>